This is Seaguar. And this is Bacon. Well, this is a different day that we normally record on, but, uh, you know, as they say, schedules get busy and you have to adjust fire and make things happen. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> uh, this this is going to be the episode calendar. But this is 54. Yep. Uh, when's 54 coming out? Uh, should drop uh, July 20, 2022. You are correct, sir. Holy crap, you are good. That gets us through the AT, or annual training season. It gets, us, gets me through the PCA trade show. And from now until then... I guess we get to focus on making everything better, yeah? Oh, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> making everything better. A lot of things have changed, I suppose. Uh, we should probably get this show on the road. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. Hold on a second here. A uh, little bit of technical difficulty. I think it's this guy. Nope. This guy? There we go. No. Yep. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non-commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seaguar, as they continue to build networking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. You know, I was just thinking as that pre-roll uh, played out, what do you think is the most difficult thing? What, what, what's the struggle to create content, to do this podcast? So our podcast is just yeah. having a, uh, we need a, a topic that isn't too new. It's something that will all not say always, but will remain relevant for a couple of weeks or months mm-hmm. versus, I mean, there's always stuff in the news, right? Like there's, yeah. Well, I mean, our format is not a military news format where we're releasing weekly or every other day. We, you know, where we can get away with talking about current on topic subjects as it happens. I think our, our podcast just, you know, it's every other week, every other Wednesday, yep. every other Wednesday, like a clock. Hmm. Weird. It's amazing how sometimes that doesn't happen. I would say it always has been that way, but we were on Mondays for a while. We were when we first started. Correct. Uh, but we've quickly realized that that was not sustainable for us. Well, especially with you editing at drill in the middle of the night. So <laughs> Lately, you've been doing all the editing. I haven't yeah. been doing anything so i mean yeah you what did you uh what did you think of was it 53 i put in a tone on one of them to bleep out something i said it's like a dial tone i have not uh you have to go back and re-listen uh you want to do some military history or anything like that yeah let's uh let's do that all right uh i think i have a button here if i can get it right it's time for military history lucky us look at you first time (laughs) you are a first time go at this station all right (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you tried a little too hard for that sound i did i had it the first time and then i like 
got carried away. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. So for the week of July 17th through July 22nd of 2022, here's your military history. Oh, yeah. Starting on July 17th of 1996, TWA Flight 800 departed Kennedy. (laughs) Has it been a long weekend? It has been something else. (laughs) TWA Flight 800 departed Kennedy International Airport in New York, bound for Paris, but exploded in midair 12 minutes after takeoff, apparently the result of a mechanical failure. The Boeing 747 jet crashed into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Long Island about 8.45 p.m. All 212 passengers and 17 crew members on board were killed. So, yeah, I remember I remember when that happened. I mean, it was 1996. Right. But, uh, so I don't remember it happening. I don't remember looking at the news. I was probably preoccupied with something else, like, I don't know, like, I mean, girls or something. What a nerd. <laughs> right? But th- this validates my fear of flying. Like, if I, like, why would I leave the ground? It's faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. I get that. I get it. All right. Well, TWA had a run of bad luck there for a while. So <laughs> they're not in business anymore. What is it? Transworld Airlines. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, moving along, on July 18th, 1947. Yeah. I think I'm just going to derail this whole episode. <laughs> That's fine. It might be another episode of military history at this point. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah. On this day in 2022, the sergeants Bacon and Seagar tragically recall <laughs> shitty history in military. July 18, 1947. President Harry Truman signed an executive order determining the line of succession if the president becomes incapacitated or dies in office. Following the vice president, the speaker of the house, and the president of the senate are next in succession. This became the 25th amendment and was ratified on February 10th of 1967. So prior to Truman going, look, like people get sick and die. Yeah. Shot or whatever. There was no line of succession. So also on July 18th, we have a birthday. Oh, a, a young fella by the name of Nelson Mandela was born the son of a Trembu tribal chieftain on July 18th, 1918 at Kunu near Umata in South Africa. He became a lawyer and joined the African National Congress or the ANC on, in 1944, eventually becoming the deputy national president in 1952. In 1964, he was convicted for sabotage participation in the struggle against apartheid. Apartheid? A P A R T H E I D. Arpethid? Yeah, there you go. Arpethid. He spent the next 28 years in jail, but remained a symbol of hope to South Africa's non white majority. Released in 1990, he was elected. As the president of South Africa, 
1994 in the first election which all races participated. Moving along, on July 19 through July 20 of 1848, a women's rights convention was held at Seneca Falls, New York. Topics discussed included women's voting rights, property rights, and divorce. This convention marked the beginning of an organized women's rights movement in the U.S. Then, on July 19th, of 1863, during the American Civil War, Union troops made a second attempt to capture Fort Wagner near Charleston, South Carolina. The attack was led by the 54th Massachusetts Colored Infantry, commanded by Colonel Robert Goldshaw, who was killed along with half of the 600 men in the regiment. This battle marked the first use of black Union troops in the war. Okay, July 20, 1715. I think we talked about this last time. The Riot Act. The Riot Act took effect in Britain if a dozen or more persons were disturbing the peace and authority was required to command silence and read the following. Our sovereign lord, (laughs) the king, chargeth and commandeth all persons being assembled immediately to disperse themselves (laughs) and peaceably to depart to their habitations or to their lawful business upon the pains contained in the act made in the first year of King George for preventing tumults and riotous assemblies god save the king any persons who failed to obey within the one hour were to be arrested uh, bravo Bra- <laughs> was that well done yeah that was well done that was great yeah i uh i remember uh growing up they uh the the local police department uh utilized that to create the gang rule if more than four people are hanging on a step in our downtown district, you are here by a gang, and we shall arrest you. God save the king. Long <laughs> live the queen! All right. July 20 of 1969. A global in the audience of watched... <laughs> I was waiting. I was hoping you were going to want to wait for this. I said a global audience watched <laughs> on television as Apollo 11 astronaut Neil Armstrong took his first step onto the moon. As he stepped onto the moon's surface, he proclaimed, that's one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Mm-hmm. So inadvertently omitting an A before man and slightly changing the meaning. So he should have said one small step for a man and one giant leap for mankind. Hey, it's, it's, it's a great, great slogan. I mean, Nike should have adopted it. Still wouldn't wear Nikes, but I mean, you know, I mean, I wouldn't wear a pair of Nikes if they still say, if they, if their slogan was you do you boo, I don't give a shit. What about you do you Joe boo? You have no marbles. 
It's a political slogan. It, whatever. All right. Also, on July 20th, we have a birthday. Explorer Edmund Hillary was born in Auckland, New Zealand, on July 20th, 1919. In 1953, he became the first man to ascend Mount Everest, the highest mountain in the world at 29,023 feet. Mount Everest is a bitch. Yeah, airplanes like are at that height. Well, I mean, not not right there. Yeah. But like most airplanes get to like 30,000 feet. If you were to make an attempt to clown the clown Holy shit. If you were to make an attempt to climb Mount Everest, there's a good chance you're going to see dead, frozen bodies on Mount Everest as you climb. Because it's not like you can go up and rescue people at 28,000 feet. <laughs> not very well. No. So, I mean, if if, if, if you make it to 28,000 feet and die, you're probably going to be there for a long bit. I'm going to take that off my bucket list. That does not sound fun at all. <laughs> on july 21st of 1898 guam was ceded to the u.s by spain so spain gave it up bitches why is that i imagine it's for money that's how we got the louisiana purchase and all that fun jazz yeah money napoleon's fighting wars i mean that's amazing to me what how far you could stretch a dollar back then compared to now I got an entire country. Now I can't even get a candy bar. (laughs) We also have a birthday. Another one. Yes. Uh, Ernest Hemingway was born July 21st of 1899 in Oak Park, Illinois. His works included The Sun Also Rises, A Farewell to Arms, For Whom the Bell Tolls. That was a Metallica song. Yes. Okay. Much later after Hemingway. Uh, the old, the old man in the sea, and he was an, awarded a Nobel Prize in 1954, and he wrote little afterward, and became ill and shot himself on July 2nd of 1961. And finally, on July 22nd of 1934, bank robber John Dillinger was shot and killed by FBI agents as he left a Chicago's Biograph movie theater. After watching the film Manhattan Melodrama, starring Clark Gable and Myrna Loy, Dillinger was the first criminal labeled by the FBI as public enemy number one. After spending nine years in prison, Dillinger went on a deadly crime spree traveling through the states of Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. He was reportedly betrayed by the lady in red, who was dancing with me. You're a cocky son of a bitch. If you're going to do all that crime and then just go to a movie theater and and freaking hang out, like, I'm in the mood for, like, I mean, you just robbed a bank. Like, uh, freaking dial up some Netflix and chill. That was military history. All right, I was cut off by the soundboard, so I don't know. <laughs> wow, look at you. That was weird. It's never happened before in EFM history. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we don't really have a topic for this episode per se. No. But I thought 
it'd be kind of nice to take a few minutes and just talk about like kind of what's been going on in the world of eyes forward march i mean obviously there's some things that are missing if you haven't picked up on that by now then well i'm sorry yeah um we are definitely frantically trying to get ahead of schedule so that we uh can take a little bit of a break due to uh at season and some other festivities that are going on in the summer yeah that's kind of the thing so correct me if i'm wrong but we really wanted to have a topic something to talk about and we just kind of been gearing down hitting the end of that um that that window of saying hey we checked the green box and we can take a little bit of break we can we can do what we (laughs) need to do uh you know and we don't want to degrade quality of what we do and i don't even know if there is a quality of what we do we just kind of do it you know the reality of it is in my mind is that uh we had to get through a, a period of time and it just so happened we kind of tried to make everything work so it would be fluent and it didn't quite happen that way. Well, I mean, sometimes things beyond our control happen. Oh, yeah. And we have to go back and change things. And by the time this airs, it's so far in the past, it's not relevant to talk about. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, in life, you run into uh, like toxic leaders. Yeah. And you know what they, you know what they say? The cream, the cream rises. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that's that. That's where we're at. I've never heard the cream rises. No? No. I've never heard the that. The cream doesn't rise? Uh, maybe it does. I've just never heard that that quote or that saying. Let me look. I mean, will you do that? I guess what we're trying to say is that uh, a lot of stuff has happened and a lot of things will happen. And every once in a while, you find yourself surrounded by somebody who is in charge, somebody who is classified as a leader and if they're not really good at it it's not hard to see everybody notices it everybody sees it and you can argue and you can fight but the reality of it is is that you're just wasting energy because toxic leaders or bad leaders will only be around for so long whether you move on or they move on or both your problem is not that big of a problem because It'll move on. So the saying is, the cream always rises to the top, which means those with the most skill, the best work ethic, and the strongest moral character will inevitably find success in life. That's what that means. Yeah. And that's us. We are well, <laughs> we are rising to the top. I'm not going to say uh, it. I'm not gonna, you almost had me. Yeah. The, I mean, I think the top might be a little low in, in our case. You know, I mean, we do this because we enjoy to do it. If you like what you hear, you're going to listen. If you don't, you're not going to listen. Looking back on the statistics, you can sit there and we could we could dissect what episodes have a really good listening that people are like, oh, I dig this compared to episodes that we've created where they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Which I think happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Yeah, it probably that half hour of my life go. (laughs) Well, yeah, we've tried to keep this around 30 minutes. We try. The problem is when I edit, like I tell you all the time, 
I edit to standard, not to time, which is a which is a play. If you're not in the military, right? The military has this thing: we train to standard, not to not time. To time, yeah. So what that means is that, like, okay, the duty day might be or training schedule goes until seventeen hundred, but I might have a couple. Of, I might have a platoon out there that's struggling with a certain battle drill. Yeah, I'm going to train them until they get to the standard, not until it's time to go home. So I edit. Sure. I edit to standard, not to time. If it's 40 minutes, but I feel you have good content and people, somebody, if some one person laughs at this episode or any episode, that's the standard. Yeah. You should be laughing at everything we do because it is, it's a joke. Let's backtrack. That's pretty good. When I was editing, I was trying to be the professional. Like we are creating a professional product uh, where we are trying to represent the the military. And the reality of it is, and, and you've taught me this, we're, we're military members, but we're not creating a product that represents the military. We're not sponsored by the military. We're not, we're, we're just doing our own thing. We're a couple of, dare I say, old fuckers. You're older than me, fucker. Yeah, just we just have a passion. We just want to talk about things, you know, that maybe are affecting us that somebody else, whether you're in the military or not, can get some enjoyment out of. You can't tell me that throughout the entire organization, there's not two other guys out there that talk about workplace conflict or shitty leaders or, you know what I'm saying? So if one of them guys happens to listen to us and they find out how we handle a situation or how we perceive the, you know, P-POMs or whatever, it might bring them some insight or trigger them to ask questions to their leadership to get clarity. Absolutely. We've had discussions on our very own episode where it's like, this is how I interpret it. I don't feel that this is the way that leadership is interpreting it. And it can vary from state to state. These are the things we're seeing. These are the questions we have. Maybe bring those up to your leaders. Exactly. Hopefully they give you an honest answer and not the runaround. Right. Now, giving you the runaround or saying, hey, you know what? That's a very good question. Let me ask the S1. Let me ask the S4. Let me ask the smart guys and get you an answer. I appreciate that method, right? If they follow up. I've never been left in the wind. Oh, when a, when a leader comes up to me and they're like, you know what? Great question. You stumped the chump. I'm going to get an answer for you. They will find me. Like I'll be sitting in the shitter stall and they'll walk in there, <laughs> sit down next to me. What? They want to talk about my car warranty. <laughs> <laughs> they just slide underneath the stall doll. The stall doll. <laughs> <laughs> they just slide underneath the stall, stall door and they're like, I've been trying to contact you about your limited warranty. Oh, and by the way, I got you an answer. Yeah, but exactly where I know people have had that experience where they're like, yeah, I'll get back to you. Saturday, final formation comes. They're out the door a mile down the road before you even knew they left. And you're like, hey, it'd be nice to have that answer. And that happens way too often. And you have to understand as well, some of those questions that you have, and I don't want to get into specifics, but... I'm just a middleman. I deal with you, but I 
don't have the ability to like find your answers. So I have to talk to other people and they may, they may be on leave. They might be at uh, NCOES, which is school. There's times when I need to get you an answer, but I can't, there's no way to communicate with the right people at that given point in time. I've been pretty fortunate where people are like, oh, no, I understand. But there's a couple people I've had to deal with where they're like, I don't understand why you can't answer my question right now. Can I ask you this one? Have you ever, I mean, you've been around for a minute and you have a pretty good network of people to work with. Let's say your, let's say your readiness NCO, he's out of office, right? Have you ever called another readiness NCO to have that question answered? Yes. Are you given that response without being belittled or are you kind of like run down a little bit and they're like, well, you should know this. I've never been belittled by an E7 or below. E7s understand that one day you're going to replace them. So knowledge is power, share the wealth. I feel like when you get into the E8, E9 level, then it becomes a club. I feel like the E8, E9 club is almost like the uh, warrant officer club. Hey, wait a minute. If you suffered with me through the first four weeks of training before we were eligible to write a memorandum to gain the ability to drink coffee, we're cool. Yeah, that uh, that statement is probably going to be very true for me very soon. <laughs> I was riding with uh, some kids today. They were uh, Boy Scouts. And one of the guys was like, hey, so when do you retire? I looked back. I'm like, they're going to retire before me. <laughs> wow. Because I have to stay in until I'm 60 for my for my job retirement, my work retirement. Yeah. And I mean, unless sooner released, which could be 30 days. I, I used to love the idea of green to gold. I, I, I loved the idea of it because you had to be an E6 with experience and you would get a commander's memorandum that said, yeah, this E6 needs to be a lieutenant. That's the way it should be. But then they get to the uh, the ASVAB, where you have to have a GT score of 110 or greater to be an officer. Unfortunately, I know a lot of officers that have a GT score 110 or greater. They they don't e they don't even know how to communicate effectively. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Every warrant officer that I have ever met has been a true professional. So I can't talk badly about the warrant officer corps. Right. No. Who knows. Maybe the next time I record, that might be me. Every warrant that I've ever met, they know their shit. They are, they're fucking amazing to work with. It's the officers that, and I know a lot of great ones. I know more great ones than I know shitty ones, but it speaks the same with the NCO Corps. There are a few great ones and there are a lot of shitty ones. Yeah, that's true. Just stay tuned. Nope. It's nope. 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 See, okay, I had to delete a bunch of crap because we don't play that anymore. And now I got to figure all this out. Where the hell's my mouse? There it is. I'm just going to click on it. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30 mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. Not eyes forward, merch.
Ice Ford. Oh, that's the name of our store if we ever get one up. Ice Ford merch. Merch. <laughs> Gotta take a whistle beer back. Yeah. I thought it was titties with attitude. That's uh the TWA. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the air police. <laughs> woo woo. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm grabbing here. Yeah, that's fine. Just stop grabbing. It's weird. Don't touch things. Stop it. Keep your hands don't to yourself. Be, don't be weird. And stop ruining my friend. <laughs>